Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, and this is the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. On the show, we talk about managing PCOS using proven strategies, ditching diets for good, and balancing hormones naturally. Let's get to it. went on Instagram Live to talk about the five common reasons why you may be having irregular or completely missing periods. This conversation was really informative, if I may say so myself. We talked a little bit about some of the hormonal imbalances with PCOS and what other factors could be coming in if you're someone who gets a period every 60 or 80 days, or you may not even know when your period is going to come. It just shows up whenever it feels like. Then this conversation is definitely for you. I also wanted to let you know that doors are still open to the period return plan. This is my 90-day program where I'll help you regulate your cycle. So it takes about three months for your ovulation to get regular and for your period to show up consistently. And this is exactly what we're going to work on inside the period return plan. I am giving you a step-by-step proven process to getting your period back without taking medications and without dieting. Of course, we're going to work on nutrition, supplementation, making sure that you're managing stress and you're going to get daily support from me as well as live calls. And of course, all the goodies, recipes, meal plans, shopping lists, snack suggestions, all of that fun stuff is inside the program and yours to use. Now, differently from other programs that I've run in the past, this is a very small, intimate group, just because I know how private and sensitive period problems are. So I'm only taking 10 women into this very nice group program. And we have three spots available right now. So if you want to join us, I will put the link to the application below. It is going to be Uh, literally a life-changing experience. If you are not getting regular periods, there is a lot that we need to do in order to make sure that your hormones and health are in check. And this is really hard to do on your own. So come into the program, get the help and the support that you need, and also connect with other women on the same journey as you. It is so reassuring. It's so positive and it's really empowering. I hope to see you inside. The link to the application is below. DM me or email me if you have any questions. I'm always available to answer those and make sure that you're comfortable with your decision. And now let's get into today's episode, which is an IG live recording all about the five common reasons you may not be getting a period. So we are going to get started. There are five reasons we will talk about today for missing or irregular periods. One of the most important things you need to know is that if you have PCOS and your periods are erratic, they're all over the place, you don't know what's happening, you're not alone. Up to 90% of women with PCOS report some sort of period irregularity. And that is actually one of the diagnostic criteria for PCOS is cycles that are longer than 35 days. So if you have more than 35 days between periods, that is part of the diagnostic criteria for PCOS and it's very common. But as I always say, common isn't normal. We wanna fix it. We wanna make sure we're doing everything we can on the nutrition and lifestyle changes front to make your periods as 
regulated as possible to make your cycles as close as possible to what's considered normal, which is 28 to 35 days. And to make sure also that when you do get a period, it's not heavy, it's not painful, it's not clotty. Okay, so we want the periods to be a breeze and we want them to be not too impactful on your daily living. Now, if you don't get a regular period, that likely means that you are not ovulating. No period means no ovulation. And with PCOS, we don't necessarily need ovulation that's textbook perfect, right? So maybe in school you learned or maybe your doctor told you that everyone ovulates on day 14 and everyone has a perfect 28-day cycle. This is what a lot of the apps are based off of. And that is not going to be the case for most women with PCOS. Listen, if that's the case for you, that's great. You're very regular in terms of your cycles. But for a lot of women with PCOS, that's not going to be the case. And that's not what we want to strive for. We want to strive for you ovulating, let's say, even if you ovulate on day 20 and you know that you have a you know, 34 day cycle, that is still pretty good. If you ovulate on day 25 or or 30 and you have a 45 day or a 50 day cycle, that is still good as long as it's a regular pattern. And that's what we want to strive for. Okay. So we're not going to go for perfection here. We're not going to try to make it, you know, ovulation on day 14, 28 day cycle. That's definitely not going to be the case for most people. We want to make sure that the cycle is not much longer than 45 days. And when I say cycle, I just want to explain because I often see people who are still not sure what that means. Your cycle is not your period. Your period is when you're bleeding. Your cycle is the time that goes by between the first day of bleeding and the next first day of bleeding. Okay. So let me say that again. Your menstrual cycle is Day one is the day that you have the consistent bleeding of your period, and then your cycle starts there, and it goes all the way to the next first day of your next period. And your period is the actual time that you're bleeding. Hopefully, that's not much longer than five to seven days. Okay, so I just wanted to get some of the terminology there. Okay, so... Again, if you have 28, 35, 45 days between your periods, that can still be okay as long as it's pretty regular and consistent. And here's the thing, regulating your cycle and getting a period is not just about fertility. I know many women with PCOS are on a fertility journey, but getting a regular period is not just about getting pregnant and reproductive health. Your cycling of hormone, what happens in your body throughout your entire menstrual cycle with hormones going up and down and ovulation is amazingly important for your overall health, okay? It's good for your immune system. Your hormones help your brain health, your heart health, your digestive health. They help a bunch of different things. And so even if you don't wanna get pregnant now or ever, you still wanna regulate your period. You still wanna be really committed to ovulating regularly and making sure that you're setting up and priming your body for a good menstrual cycle, okay? your period is considered your body's report card. And actually now your period is considered one of the vital signs. And so we now know how important it is and what it says about your hormones and your body. Okay, so I just wanted to kind of set the stage there to let you know why this is important for everyone, no matter what your age is, no matter what your parenting goals are, no matter whatever else is going on with your health, getting a regular period is very, very important. All right, so let's talk about what's normal. 
What is a normal period? And I say normal, quote unquote, because everyone's a little bit different. But generally speaking, we want the cycle to be 28 to 35 days. We want the bleeding, the actual period to be five to seven days. And like I said, you shouldn't be getting clots of blood. You shouldn't be hunched over in pain and not going to school or work. You shouldn't be bleeding very heavy. The bleeding should be bright red. Okay, so these are all signs of a good, healthy period. And those are, you know, and even with PMS. People do get PMS. That is normal, right? You're going to get those symptoms before your period where you're feeling a little bloated or moody or you get the, the pimples and things like that, but it shouldn't be severe, okay? Actually, when it's severe, it's called PMDD, and that is a, a disorder where the week before your period, you're getting such severe symptoms and such low mood that this needs to be treated. It's actually a medical condition that is recognized. And so PMS should be there, but it should be manageable and it shouldn't be too severe. So that's kind of like the overall of a good healthy period. What I see women with PCOS struggle with the most is going way longer than 35 days. So 45, 60, 80 days sometimes. And usually when you go longer than 60 or definitely 80 days, that means there's no ovulation. So if you do get a bleed, Every 80 days, say every three months you get a two weeks of bleeding, that likely means that you're not ovulating. It's just that your uterine lining thickened up so much that eventually it shed. Okay. So what happens normally is your uterine lining will thicken up during the first phase of your cycle, which is the follicular phase. It will thicken. Then you'll ovulate. And then you'll be in the luteal phase where you're either going to conceive, you're going to get pregnant, or you're going to get a period. And then, of course, your uterine lining is going to shed, and that's your period. What happens when you're not ovulating is that you're still in the follicular phase. You're essentially constantly in the follicular phase. Your uterine lining is thickening and thickening and thickening, and it's going weeks, weeks, and months on end. And then eventually, you know, your body can't hold on to it, so it just drops. It sheds on its own, but you really haven't ovulated or gone through the fluctuations of hormones that are normal. And so sometimes people will say, I got a period, but it lasted four weeks. That's usually not necessarily a period. That's likely a bleed that kind of like just shed, just cleaned out your uterine lining. It's not exactly a technically a period. Okay. So I just wanted to clarify that. Similarly, if you have short cycles, okay. So what happens if you're First day of bleeding is on a certain day. And then three weeks later, you get another period. That cycle was only about 20, 21 days. A short cycle likely means that maybe you did ovulate. You likely did ovulate, but you didn't make enough progesterone after ovulation to stabilize the uterine lining. And so it shed. So what happens is in the first phase of your cycle, your estrogen is what's building up among other hormones and things that are happening, right? We're going to a little bit oversimplify here to make it clear, but your estrogen is going to help your body build up the uterine lining. And then when you ovulate, you start producing progesterone at high levels. That's what's going to stabilize your uterine lining. And that's because your body thinks there's a chance you're going to get pregnant. So we need a good thick uterine lining that's very stable for the egg to implant in, the fertilized egg to implant in. And so if you're not ovulating, you're not making enough progesterone, you're going to shed that lining way sooner. And that's where we see short cycles.
Okay, so hopefully all of this makes sense. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of background about what's happening in your body, why you may have longer or shorter cycles. Let's talk more specifically about the longer cycles and the irregular periods, because that's what's common with PCOS. And there are a few reasons that I want to talk about. The first one is that, of course, PCOS in and of itself and the hormone imbalances or fluctuations that happen with PCOS are one of the causes of irregular periods. So for one, we know, and if you followed me for any amount of time, listen to my podcast, read through my things, you know that I talk a lot about insulin resistance. Insulin resistance is one of the most common drivers of PCOS symptoms. And what happens with insulin resistance is that in short, your body is not utilizing insulin properly. And so over time, insulin accumulates and it starts acting on different parts of your body where there are insulin receptors. And one of those places is your ovaries. So your ovaries actually have receptors for insulin. When you have too much insulin, it starts acting on your ovaries and your ovaries start releasing testosterone instead of estrogen. And so the male hormone testosterone is what's preventing ovulation. Okay, so in order for you to ovulate, your ovaries need to be active and making estrogen. But when you have insulin resistance, what happens is it starts acting on the ovaries and insulin is a hormone that stimulates more androgen production, more male hormones. And so this is one of the reasons why with PCOS and insulin resistance, we see a lot of missing periods. And that's a really, really common. Now, even if you go to the doctor and your androgens are perfectly normal, your doctor says, clean bill of health, you're all good to go, your hormones are within range, your androgens are not high, this could still be happening. And there are two reasons for that. One of the reasons is that even though your hormones, your male hormones are within the range, so say your testosterone, both your total and free testosterone were in the normal range, quote unquote, your body may still perceive that as too much, meaning it's in range, but it's higher than normal for your personal own unique body. And so you're still going to see those symptoms. And it's not just about the irregular periods. It's the acne, the hair loss, the hair growth, anxiety. All of those things are related to high androgen levels. And they can absolutely happen even if on paper everything looks normal. Okay, it's just not normal for your body. It's higher than before. And it's enough for your body to produce those unpleasant symptoms. That's one reason. The second reason why everything could look fine, but you're struggling is that your testosterone may be converting to something called dihydrotestosterone, DHT, you may have heard of DHT, which is a more androgenic form of testosterone, meaning it's a more potent, more strong, more active form of an androgen. And that DHT, it's still within the normal ranges, but the way that your testosterone breaks down and converts to this more potent androgen makes your symptoms worsen. Okay. So again, first of all, don't get discouraged. If your doctor says that everything looks normal, but you're struggling, you're having all these symptoms, nothing is normal really, as far as you're concerned. That's pretty common, unfortunately. But secondly, please know that this could be happening under the surface. The levels of testosterone could be normal, but high for your unique body. And you may be converting your testosterone to DHT. And that's what's preventing you from having regular periods. And so of course, what we want to address here 
is the insulin resistance, right? So we want to make sure that we are focusing on blood sugar balance. We want to make sure that we are eating plenty of protein and fiber at every meal. We want to make sure that we have a good variety of produce. We're timing the meals properly. We're not skipping meals. All of these things are going to help settle your insulin resistance. It can actually help reverse it. And then you're not only going to get a regular period, see less acne, have an easier time losing weight if that's one of your goals, have more energy, less brain fog, less cravings, less anxiety, right? So the ripple effect of balancing your blood sugar and reducing insulin resistance is huge and it goes way beyond regulating your cycle, but that's definitely something that's gonna happen. The second reason I wanted to talk about is stress. We all know stress is not great for us, but with PCOS, it's even more important to manage stress because at baseline, women with PCOS have more of the stress hormone cortisol. And cortisol is a hormone that can cause inflammation over time, and it can really worsen insulin resistance. So it all goes back to that as well. And of course, when you are under stress, your body is not going to want to ovulate because it's not the optimal conditions for you to get pregnant, right? So when we're talking about stress, it's not, it's not just about work stress or relationships or personal stress. So of course, we have emotional and mental stress, but we're also talking about poor sleep. That's a stressor on your body, over-exercising, meal skipping, all of these things can cause stress in your body because it's not something that your body can function optimally with. If you're not sleeping, if you're not eating, if you're not taking care of your mental health, that's going to impact your hormones and it's going to impact your periods. And overall, your body is going to feel like it's under kind of an emergency state. And so when your body is in an emergency state, it is not going to ovulate and you're going to see big fluctuations in the length of your cycle and how often you get a period and what kind of period you get. Okay. So we covered insulin resistance. And I just want to mention that with PCOS, there's also high levels of LH, luteinizing hormone. There are also high levels of prolactin sometimes. So there are other hormones that come into play, but insulin is kind of the big culprit usually. And insulin, of course, leading to high androgens. The next thing I want to talk about. So, of course, stress management. We have to take care of stress management. If sleep is not good, we have to have better sleep hygiene. I have a lot of podcast episodes about sleep. And we can also use some supplements maybe to help you with adapting your body to stress a little bit better. There are adaptogens like ashwagandha and maca and holy basil that can help your body deal with the stress better. Of course, it doesn't replace the foundations. Sleep movement that's not too intense, making sure that you're eating enough regularly, enough calories, enough protein, enough nutrients, making sure that you're setting boundaries, right? All of these things are still going to be foundational, but supplements can absolutely help once you've done all of that. So stress is a big culprit as well. Number three is dieting and weight changes. Okay. So I talked a little bit about meal skipping. I want to talk about calorie counting and restrictive dieting. When I say restrictive dieting, I'm talking about women who eat a thousand calories or 1200 calories a day, and they're over-exercising. They're exercising twice a day. They're either intentionally or unintentionally skipping meals. And again, this goes back to how safe your body feels. In order to ovulate, your body has to feel safe and it has to feel good about the conditions inside your body because you may get pregnant. Okay. So mother nature is always thinking about, you know, 
getting us pregnant? And is it a good time to get pregnant? And is it a good time to reproduce? And so if you're eating too little, you definitely cannot support a pregnancy like that, right? And your body knows that your brain is going to send signals that there's a little bit of maybe starvation or maybe under eating or not enough energy coming in, in order for you to sustain a pregnancy. And that may very well impact ovulation. So if you're not eating enough, if you're over-exercising, if you're doing one or the other or both, that's going to definitely suppress ovulation, maybe halt it altogether until conditions are more favorable and you get enough nutrition in you for your brain to resume ovulation. Okay. And so this is a really important thing because sometimes people think that going very extreme or doing very dramatic changes like fasting on cleanses or shakes or diets that are liquid or all of these things is a good way to rapidly lose weight. It's mainly a good way to mess up your hormones really fast. Okay. Your body is going to adapt really fast to that. And not only is it not going to help you with weight loss because your metabolism will slow down and you'll be more prone to regaining the weight your hormones are also going to get all jacked up and your ovulation is going to stop. Your stress hormones are going to go up. And by the way, stress hormones. So I talked about cortisol. There is another hormone that is released when you're under stress and it's coming from your adrenal glands. And that is a hormone called DHEA. It's another type of androgen, another type of male hormone that's not coming from your ovaries for the most part. It's coming from your adrenal glands. That's a gland that sits on your kidneys and it's most responsive to stress. And so when you're under a lot of stress, and again, that could be exercising, over-exercising, under-eating, no sleep, no good boundaries, you have too much going on in your life that you're not managing properly, that can cause your adrenals to release DHEA, which is a male hormone, a type of androgen that can also halt ovulation. And a lot of times that's the cause of facial hair, hair loss, acne and all digestive symptoms and all of the things that none of us want. And so not only are androgens coming through insulin resistance in your ovaries, they can also come from the adrenal glands as a response to stress. And so managing that stress is really, really important. Okay. Very, very important. All right. Let's talk about thyroid. A lot of women with PCOS struggle with hypothyroidism. That means your thyroid gland is not working as well. It's not functioning well enough. It's actually too slow. Okay. So it's not producing enough thyroid hormone for you. And maybe your TSH is high. A lot of times we see doctors also say, no, your TSH is fine. And while it's within the normal quote unquote range, it's anything but fine. It's very close to hypothyroidism or it's already in a hypothyroid state. And we definitely want to address that. One of the main ways that we can address thyroid, and it's important because your thyroid is kind of like, if you think of a band, your thyroid is the drummer. It sets the pace for your entire body. And so if the thyroid is slow, everything is slow. Weight loss is slow. Your metabolism is slow. Your ovulation is going to slow down and not happen as often. And so taking care of your thyroid and making sure that you're kind of helping it bounce back and work and function more efficiently is very important. And that often is done through, again, 
blood sugar management, eating specific foods that are friendly for your thyroid, and making sure that you are reducing inflammatory foods, things like alcohol and sugar and overly processed foods, that's going to help your thyroid work a lot better. I have a client who had high TSH, low thyroid function, and she's allergic to the medication. She couldn't take Synthroid. She couldn't be on a thyroid medication to restore her thyroid. And it's been years that she's just been going, you know, about her life with high thyroid because of this limitation. And since we started working together and it's been several months, she's been able to bring it down to the normal level. So never discount the impact of nutrition and lifestyle changes. They are more powerful than a medication. They may work slower. They may not work as quickly, but they're absolutely as impactful, if not more so. And you can absolutely restore and, you know, have your thyroid function optimally, even if it never has, or you think that it's, you know, slowing down, you're seeing more weight loss, you're seeing a lot of other symptoms that may be related to low thyroid, no ovulation, missing periods. That can absolutely be the case. Very common with PCOS and highly, highly manageable through diet. The next thing I want to talk about is, you know, using birth control, hormonal birth control of any sort. I emailed about this today. If you're on my email list, you may have seen that email. And I talked about how birth control is often given to women with PCOS as a way to regulate their cycle, as a way to fix their period, to get a bleed consistently. But really what's happening is that you're not getting a real period because birth control pills shut down ovulation. So what you're getting is more of a withdrawal bleed from your hormones, okay? From the hormones in the pill pack. And so you take the pills, you take the synthetic hormones, the birth control, and then you have the few placebo pills. And that's when you usually would get a bleed. That is not a period because you haven't ovulated. Birth control pills or, you know, other form of hormonal birth control shut down ovulation. And so it doesn't really solve the problem. If you had irregular periods before, you're likely going to have irregular periods when you come off the pill. And so if you've come off the pill recently and you haven't gotten a period back or you're thinking about coming off the pill, you can absolutely restore your cycle and get a regular period. But it usually takes about three months. So it takes three months for your body to ovulate after you haven't ovulated for a while. So if you've been on birth control or if you haven't seen a period in months and months, it may take 90 to 100 days for your body to ovulate. And so you need to be consistent, you need to be patient, and you need to make sure that throughout this time you're working on changes that will help your body support ovulation and support your hormones, your estrogen, your progesterone, reducing testosterone. There are many foods that we can include into your plan that help reduce testosterone. We work on stress management. So when you work with me, and I'm going to tell you about my program in a second, you absolutely will take advantage of the 90 days to make sure you're priming your body for ovulation as best you can so that from that, that point on, you're starting to get a period every say 30 or 35 days. That is usually what happens with most of the women inside my program, but initially it may take about three months until that cycle gets started, especially if you've come off of birth control. And so here's the thing. 
I have a program that is called the Period Return Plan. It is designed for women with PCOS who haven't had a period in a while, or maybe you have a period that's irregular. It comes and goes however it wishes, and you're not able to predict it or regulate it properly. This is a 90-day program where we're going to work on regulating your period with food, with supplements. Everyone in the program is going to get a customized supplement regimen for me. And of course I have all the meal plans and meal ideas and recipes and snacks and all of that good stuff to teach you how to eat to restore a regular cycle. We're gonna work on reducing androgen levels, increasing your estrogen, making sure that your hormones are fully balanced and that every day when you wake up in the morning, you know exactly what to eat and what habits to practice in order to regulate your cycle. Okay, we are starting on June 12th, which is next Monday, this coming Monday. And again, we're gonna work together for three months. You get lifetime access to the materials. You're gonna get daily chat support. We have live calls and you're gonna get close coaching from me until you meet your goals. It's a small group. I'm only taking 10 women and I think I have three spots left at the moment. And the best part is that if you do not get your period by the end of this program, I'm going to let you do another three months of coaching with me for free until you meet your goals. And so it is basically guaranteed that if you come into this program, you do the work, you lean in for support, you are going to regulate your period. I've done it time and time again. Dozens of women have already done it. There is absolutely no reason why you couldn't do it as well. And so you know what? Instead of me putting the link, I will put the link in my stories. But if you want in on this, if you want the details, if you want to get more information, DM me the words period return or put them below this video in the comment and I will give you all the information in DMs. It's by application only. But if you're a good fit for it, I'd love to welcome you into it so we can work together and help you sort things out. OK, I am going to check if there are any questions. Okay, I've been working out three times a week for two months and I've lost only about 2% body fat, but don't see much of a difference. Eating three times a day too, but I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. What is an ideal meal plan? Is it a high protein diet? Yeah, so it could be what you're eating. It could be that you're not balancing your meals properly. What you really usually would wanna work on is regulating your blood sugar. This is the key to everything with PCOS. And so you could be eating a meal plan that you took off of the internet or wherever, but it may not be suitable for PCOS. It may not be addressing your insulin and your other hormones, and it may also not be in the right caloric range. So if you want to lose weight, it absolutely needs to be within the right calorie range for your body, especially if you're working out regularly. So that's really important as well. Any other questions about periods, about regulating your cycle or anything that I mentioned today? I'd love to address them, put them into the questions box. Okay, so again, if you want to join me inside the program, DM me the words period return or just send me a message, ask for details. I'll give you the information. There's a short application that you need to fill out. We are starting on June 12th. We work together for three months. This is focused on period regulation. And really the women who've been through it have seen amazing results. So I'd love for you to check it out as well. And if you have questions, you can always message me privately. Otherwise, I hope to connect with you again soon and have a great, wonderful day. Bye everyone.